0: You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real.
1: Hello there, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I'm again joined by Jared Speed. Now, if you didn't tune in last week, go back and check out that episode, as this is part two of mine and Jared's chat. And, you know, sometimes when I do part one and two, you can listen to part two without hearing part one. But in this case, you you really need to hear part one for part two to make any sense. In brief, Jared Speed attempted to climb Mount Kilimanjaro to do an obstacle course at the summit for a world record attempt. Obviously, if you've heard part one, which you should have done by now, you'll know that he did not fully succeed in the world record attempt. He went with a group of 42 people and a gr- an amount of them managed to succeed, but some of them didn't quite make it. So in this part, we specifically talk about how he sort of dealt with the journey itself, how he kind of dealt with his initial failure, but more so the light at the end of the tunnel, what he's going to do going forward, how he's learned from this and how kind of at the end of the day, it's not necessarily actually a failure. It's more so just something he didn't succeed at, which he is going to try again down the line. Now, I'm not going to waffle on here too much about it, but obviously what I've just mentioned is generally the main amount of what we talk about. But in addition to that, Gerald kind of goes in depth about his mindset, including the Japanese term Kaizen, as well as the Wim Hof influence he's had and a few other bits and pieces like that. So this one is definitely like a, a review of his self-described failure and just positive mindset going forward and showing, that you know, if you get knocked down, you can just get back up again. And that's the important thing. As usual, guys, all the links to Jared's stuff is in the description, his float center, which I've been to a couple of times, his muscle ape fitness company, as well as his Instagrams for both of these as well. So, you know, make sure you go follow him and stuff and just check the show notes because loads of other information in there, including guest spots and other stuff that I've done too and the last thing to add here before the chat gets started is that I release part 1 and part 2 in one full unsplit episode on my Patreon patreon.com slash genuine chitchat A link to that is in the description and also that whenever I release part 1 and part 2 on this feed obviously when part 2 drops Patreon's already had access to part 2 so I always release a special additional Afterthoughts episode on there as well so if you did become a Patreon supporter for as little as £1 a month you not only get an episode of Afterthoughts every week usually on a Wednesday or a Thursday but in Addition to that, whenever a two part is released on this feed, when part two drops, you get an additional one there as well. So you get even more content from me. And the one I released today was me and Megan doing a spoiler free review of Guns Akimbo, which is a Daniel Radcliffe movie that is absolutely bonkers. And for the first 10 minutes or so, me and I were just waffling on about other nonsense. So if you want to hear about that, get some additional content, early access to stuff, and support the show, please consider checking out my Patreon. But um, that'll be it from me, guys. So um, I bring you Jared Speed, and I'll be back at the end for more information on what's coming up welcome to genuine chit chat where we have honest conversations with interesting people and i'm your host mike burton
2: you know like i want to go back and be another visitor but i want to go to the top this time yeah like so when that'll be i don't know probably after the long time i've spent away this time yeah um not 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 going to be too soon but maybe like 2025 i'd like to build up to that there's a few other mountains i want to go and do like to in morocco in the atlas mountains and i want to go and do mount fuji in japan because but all of these little mountain trips will fit in nicely with family holidays to these countries yeah yeah so that because that was another big takeaway was i've got two very young children at home a thirteen year old whose birthday I missed to go and do this, and that again made it more mm. bitter for me that
0: yeah,
2: I couldn't have life. said, Well, you know that when are not was way, well, at least I'd done this. Yeah. But um the big thing with that was I had to spend uh eleven nights in a quarantine hotel
0: Yeah,
2: upon coming back to right. Heathrow. So not only was I away for eleven days away from my family then. I was then away for 11 nights in a quarantine hotel. So in total, I think it's like 23 days I was away. Yeah. That is a long time to leave my girlfriend with my kids. Now, my kids are pretty intense. Yeah. So, and.
1: They're at that age now. aren't they're oh, little
2: shits. <laughs> <laughs> they you were telling are. me they,
1: before we pressed my Yeah. <laughs> Misadventures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No,
2: she, um to spend that amount of time with the kids on your own is another thing. Yeah. But, so I think. Going forward, like it's like i said i've it wasn't my like midlife crisis at forty going all right, I've gotta go and do this <laughs> adventure, but like i do I want to share those adventures with other groups of people now, yeah, and I want my family to be part of it somehow like I do, like so this is the the thing that's come about from this is it's great meeting all those people, but I'd love the people that I know and spend a lot of time with to come together and meet these people as well, yeah, and like Amy and Bethany, they still. They came over and spent some time in Southampton, uh, before having like a little whirl. So we went to all went to Manchester, or drove them back, had a bit of a whirlwind tour of Southampton, Winchester. They then went to London and did stuff there, flew home. They're now gonna become part of the Mud Apes, whereas they come they're coming to the rat race.
1: Oh nice, yeah. And they're
2: gonna come stay with me, then we're gonna going right they're going to come race so they're honorary apes oh and um they're going to come race with us at the rat race and any other races and then in the future like hopefully like we can get more and more people to come and be part of it yeah of the group that we met so that's hopefully should be that's
1: killer i know this is going to sound like i'm trying like i can see that you know obviously it's it's affected you, but obviously you you say you've got over it and stuff, and that's completely fine. I want to clarify mm. what I'm about to say isn't trying to sugarcoat or comfort you. <laughs> but it generally feels like, you know, Rocky, as an example, Rocky won. Yeah. He doesn't win, but it, it's still considered one of the greatest films ever sort of thing. I'm thinking of the right film, are I? Rocky won. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's um, done, yeah he doesn't win. No, but he still- it's, But it's, he did win. Yeah. Because he was meant to fail miserably. Exactly. I mean, hopefully I wasn't, I mean, oh, I guess it-
1: but it's not just that. I want to add just with... If you think of like a lot of stories, like, I, I mean, I used to... I, I still do play a fair amount of video games, but I used to play a shitload of video games. And a lot of video games start, or a good portion of them, and a lot of action movies start where you fight the final boss first. Yeah. And you get your ass handed to you. Yeah, yeah. And if you beat that boss first time, you wouldn't have learned be a five-minute film. You'd have just been yeah. like, oh, cool, I won, sweet, back to my life. But because you lost and... Not that you did spectacularly because you weren't taken down on a stretcher, but you, there were some severe problems, you know, obviously yeah, yeah. dehydration and all that sort of shit. So you did that and you came back and were like, okay, I need to improve on my cardio. I need to improve on this. I need to know about altitude. I need to do this, 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 this. And it's like beating th- this boss. It's like then, you know, the build up to the end and the journeys you go through to get to that point, once you beat the final boss or whatever, yeah. you the second time round, you are far, far, higher up a far better version of yourself than you would have I'd been quite like that if you just scraped no, no, yourself you know yeah, what no, I, mean? I think
2: that's probably right then so yeah no because technically i thought in my head that that would have been the middle of the film That i'd go and do this cool adventure and yeah. then i'd and it'd be like some this is before your canon jars. before the title even came up
1: This was you laying on the floor bloodied, and then the title comes up, Jared Speed, (laughs) and then the credits start, and then you see yourself recovering in the hospital, going for it. Because like, what you don't want to do is, I think that you as an individual, you'd have been proud of yourself for doing that, and obviously, you know, with your daughters and things, that's obviously a factor, and you know, the people that you feel like you've let down, but if you'd have actually... If you'd have just scraped by that and you'd have limped to the finish and you'd have got there, there would obviously be that part of you that'd been like, I fucking made it. I did it first. But then there, I think there would have been that part of you that said, but I barely did. Watching all these other people who fucking gunning it and doing the obstacle course and all this yeah, that yeah. that stuff, you would have limped there and gone like, oh, I only just did it. I've got kidney problems now. I've, I've got this sort <laughs> of stuff. I just, just did it. And maybe there'd have been that part of you that thought, did I really make it if i was five minutes different i wouldn't have made this i don't feel like it's justified in a sense and you might have beaten yourself up but you might not have had the same degree of fire underneath you to make you go i'm gonna go back and fucking smash Well, i
2: think if i would have done it i think that i would have probably gone right that's mountaineering done yeah tick yeah and i'm quite glad now because it's made me obviously stand back and say right well obviously i've like ran before I can walk. Like you said, I've been, I've had my ass handed to me by that mountain. Like, yeah. ha, ha, ha 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 And I'm like, ah, oh. like, unless I go away and learn Kung Fu. Like, <laughs> I, So I'm, yeah. So now it makes me want to run, makes me want to be fitter, lighter. Cause that is another factor. Like if you think of calorie intake that I would have needed to sustain my days up that mountain. Yeah. There's no way I could have been hitting it. No way. Mm. Like, I mean, in the evening I was having to put like, like tablespoons of butter, mix it in with my rice or my noodles we were having or the stew, like just, just so I could have some calories for the next day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but like just not eating. So going up that mountain 40 kilos lighter. So I've sort of give myself a little task of losing 30 to 40 kilos in the next five years. That's very doable. It's quite. Yeah. Yeah. If and some of your motivation, you could yeah. And then, I mean, it's always look, I mean, it's always good to not have like a spare tire around your middle because of the problem. Especially like now, I mean, like they like the the death zone of like being the older you get, the harder the, it is going to be to shift weight. So if I can slowly just get that weight off, if I can slowly become fitter, yeah. If I can slowly ease myself into doing more events, and but when I go to do it again, hopefully. I will be like that group that are up the front, the cheaters. I can yeah. be leading a group. Yeah. And it'd be a fun experience instead of literally thinking, kill me. Like, yeah. like, cause the, like, honestly, some of those days, I think if someone would have said, come back, cause we were staying at this lovely lodge, Chanya Lodge. There was like a swimming pool. Mm. There was a bar, like nice room. Like you could sit out and just sit in the sun. And there's garden there. Um, if someone would have gone, just come back. Just do it. Like there was parts of me thinking, yeah, all right. Mm. Anything but doing this, like <laughs> yeah. trudging to my death. Like, and it was—it it literally felt like some days. Like, there's uh these false summits. So one of the port, like the porter's favorite thing to in, obviously encourage you to go. You go how far, and they go five minutes. Yeah, and you're like, "There's we're not five minutes from anything here." You like <laughs> you know. Like, but you're like, you're not going to go liar, so. You go, <laughs> (laughs) okay okay and you know an hour later how far five five minutes And you're like all right okay so that (laughs) no sense of time and i go up down up how far and they're like uh yeah up you go down then you go up then we're there and you're like okay and i remember once we were so this was again i'm not sure if this was after this is maybe into day three Mm. so this is brank we've done the Branco wall we're going to another camp and I said, uh, I said, how far? Or, like, where? Yeah. What? Where are we going? And he went, you see there? We're going to go up here. We're going to go down. And then we go up. Down up. And then we're there. Easy. I'm like, okay, down up. So we go up. And it's like, and I'm you're talking 20 meters. It took five minutes. And you're yeah. up. And then we're going down. Yeah. And I can just see this flat. It's like a big, like a dip. But it goes up at the end. And I'm thinking, well, that's easy. This is pretty much on the flat for that mountain. Yeah. This is great. And then as we're getting I'm like, and where then? He's like, yeah, just up. we go go down and we go up. I'm thinking we're kind of going, we are down, like. And as we're getting closer and closer, I can see the camps. You can see the yellow tents. When you see yellow tents, that's the goal. You can see these little yellow tents. Oh, we're there. We're nearly there. And as we're going, I can just see like this almost looks like a river, like a like a riverbed. Like, and you're like, what? That's getting bigger and bigger and bigger until... You realize the down is a 400 meter climb down oh. to go up a 400 meter climb up. Jesus. To then, then you're at camp. And I'm like, it's, it's soul destroying. And like, it's those false summits because you're getting there and down and up. That poor doesn't care. That is down and up to him. It's, yeah. And it's no bother for him. And oh, this was at a point I got followed. There was this, there's a bit of a running joke now with that group that the, the vultures were circling for me. I was being followed by a mountain dog. Oh, my God. A wild mountain dog. So like, I'm sure he was probably thinking, He's Oh, six months worth of food walking around there. Just follow him. And he looks weak. He's very slow. Maybe he'll die. Like So there was this running joke. And there was, um, at one point, these birds, like these circling birds. And thinking, yeah, they're waiting for me to drop. So like that become a bit of a, that's like a running joke now with the group that, the birds are waiting for me. I'll never give them their meal. So that was a that's brilliant win.
1: <laughs> it was also I was thinking when you lead the next group uh, up the mountains of Kilimanjaro as well, you have a new level of empathy and sympathy of, of being in the position where you didn't make it, and at least if there are people who are struggling in things, you have that because you know a lot of the individuals you went with who are obviously super athletes. They, they're they lovely people and stuff. I'm not trying to take away from them as people, but if they've never been in the situation that you were in, which is for bluntly failed in your eyes, mm. then they wouldn't have the, they, you know, I think the term is you'd, they'd empathize with people, but they wouldn't sympathize. I, I always get those two mixed up, but you know, one is you've been there and one's you can mm. imagine being there, but you've, you've been there. You, you have for your term failed in that sense, which is also, really good. And it's it's one of those things where you this is gonna sound corny, but you are actually inspiring me a lot because you you don't always have to su- you don't always have to succeed in your own goals in life to succeed in the long run. Like one thing, we were talking about this at work today, actually, because I was telling people I was going to be speaking with you, a friend of mine at work, he was talking about climbing Everest and the people who've died up there and the oxygen tanks are left mm. up there because obviously we, Everest is like an old other well, bloody level.
2: Well, people left up there. Yeah, 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 They can't bring the bodies down. Yeah,
1: exactly, because it's, and there's not enough oxygen They do not decompose the bodies, they're just kind of no. mummified there and yeah, stuff.
2: And yeah, and a lot of them are used like, oh, that's like the sitting Blue, blue, at this blue jacket body.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a marker. Exactly, yeah, yeah. On yeah. that mountain. Yeah. yeah, So, which is mental and stuff. So we were talking about that and stuff at work. And it was like one thing that one of my colleagues said was, the thing is, and this is a slightly different conversation, but still links, is that you don't actually, if you're always given everything you want, that's not always what's best for you. No, and I've, I know we can't do this because we're not fucking magic but sometimes I like to think it, with my life, you know, the the thing I talk about on the podcast a lot is my dad passing away when I was 19 that's like a big, that's an, I call it an anchor point you know, that yeah. is that point in my life is one of the biggest causes to make me who I am now mm. and it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me but it's the best thing that's ever happened to my character you know, yeah. I've grown the most and become such a better person from going through that shit and I, I would like to think that this is an anchor point for you where this is you know you have succeeded with your businesses you've succeeded with your family you've done so many successes that it's kind of like in some ways an ego boost in a way where it's like you won't succeed everything and that's okay
2: it did i'll tell you what it's it's really weird it but almost it was nice because it's knocked me down a peg or two yeah well three <laughs> at one hand, it's not, knocked me down pegs. One end, I'm down at peg three. It knocked me down so much because it made me realise how unfit I was. Hmm. What, where I've now got to go, how far I've got to go. Yeah, and I didn't really think. Like I said, if I, like, I think you hit it quite well when you said, if I'd have gotten to the top, there'd have been no lessons learned, and I'd have thought, well, I got to the top of this mountain. And if I'd have even gotten to the, done the Guinness World Record, Christ, I'd have been milking that. Like well, I'm a you'd be world a record here now Come Talking on.
1: to me about it. you'd be like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm a
2: Guinness, and I'd probably <laughs> wear a and, badge all the time. And yeah, yeah, like, and I'd like to think I wouldn't be one of them people. go, Oh, could oh, have I told you about being <laughs> a world record? Like, oh, sorry, I'm just you know, like, I'm just waiting for the bus. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just waiting for the bus. Like, yeah, I know, I've stopped to tell you specifically. But I think if I would have done all of that, I think I wouldn't like. You know, like I said, where I said I'm unfit. Mm. I'm, I've, you know, I've got to refocus. There's things that I need to like have laser focus on that I haven't. I've just been blasé about it. I think I would have still been in that mindset. Yeah. But then, but with the ego boost, well, I can do anything I want. And when you realize you're not bulletproof and that you are the bottom of a pack of people, like going in, like if I said to you look, I'm going to stick you in a room with a hundred men, where do you think you stack on that pack? And, most people go, well, 70, know, 80, 70, 80, 90, <laughs> yeah, 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 top. And I knew I wouldn't be at the top of that because of the people that were going, but I thought, well, I'm not going to be. And again, it's a stupid thing of saying trying to compare yourself, but I didn't think I'd be bottom of that pack of people, yeah. and I was. Hmm. Um, and it just really, it's humbled me a bit. And I like to think I've got now got focuses to now maybe not ever be. At the top, because you've got to remember, there's people that are in that race, I guess, yeah. or that pecking order, who have been at this and self improving and making themselves better, and have got iron will, like laser focus, and their disciplines like a you know like a Japanese samurai. They've they're they're at the top of their game. They're so driven. Yeah, I've got a long way to catch up to that, and even just to be half of what Dave's doing or what Christina's doing or What um, Heidi's doing, like Heidi um, Daniel's spoken about, who didn't get to the top. Mm. His wife Heidi is um, again, don't want to misspeak, don't want, and you never want to miss age a lady. I believe she's 62. Now, when you think of 62 year olds, you think old
0: person?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, maybe not. You don't think days, young, but like the young and fit. You That's not think, the first and, thing you can do. And come to. the shoulders on Heidi, like I, oh, if, oh wait, I, I said this to her, I said, if you put on a pair of boxing gloves, I'd be really scared of you, that you'd smash me to death. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she's she jacked. She's like got, she looks like a top level CrossFit athlete. Which well, she is a top level grass yeah. athlete. So she wins competitions like Spartan. She does Spartan races. She is like amazing. And again, just inspirational that, like there's twenty five year old crossfitters should wipe the floor with yeah, and you, you, with all these people and to just be up there with them at some point would be yeah you know breathing rarefied air right at the top you know it's, yeah so that so it's, so again I think one of the probably the biggest plus the people I met hundred percent yeah. The people I met have been the biggest. Like, I think I probably would have been saying this different if I'd have won the Guinness World Record. <laughs> yeah. But the people I met on that trip, all of them, and yeah. again, I could, I'd love a list of names to, but no one have any reference what I'm doing. Like, oh, <laughs> like, and like another example, uh, the Garda that was there from Iraq had moved to Canada, states, lives in Dubai. Was this is what she told me? She was like a fashionista a proper like mall mum so she would be go shopping eating restaurants all the rest of it she's now the most influential female fitness figure in the middle east Mm. broken loads of what are like institutionalized attitudes of women in the middle east yeah she's hated because like by some elements because it's like almost like she shouldn't be doing that but She's so inspirational, just like that alone, and she's, um, I think running's her thing. So this was, I'm pretty sure, mountaineering. It was maybe her first, but her fitness level was great. And, but again, like, like I could, I could keep like they just keep springing in my head. Oh, that person, this person, that person. Um, oh, Luke, Australian guy called Luke Hepworth, uh, philanthropist. Okay. So, um. Is constantly doing charity work. Like he, he literally come back from Kilimanjaro and about three weeks later was doing walking with the wounded where they walked across the length, width of the country. Mm-hmm. And he was out, uh, cycling with Richard Branson on Necker doing oh, wow. some sort of charity thing out there with Richard and Sam Branson. Yeah. Like it's mental. he he was part of the team that put the Red Bull space capsule up where the guy oh. jumped.
1: Oh, Felix Baumgartner! Yeah. It was. yeah, so he
2: was part of that. Oh my god! Like, this, like, again, these are the people that I'm around the mountain up. Yeah, I need to know. get with some
1: of your friends. They're like great guests for the show.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, but then there were people, like I said, who just they're just like doing nine to five jobs and yeah. wanted an adventure as well, and they're doing that and like and kind of didn't matter about any of those what people were doing like everyone was there for the same thing and the bond as a group but i mean there were like i said there was people i didn't see until the food tent because <laughs> yeah. they were they're gone yeah. you know but um no snobbery not no one looked down on me for um like oh god like why is he well maybe they did maybe they didn't say it, it was like too big <laughs> but um yeah but like like i said there was just some great people there and I think that was the biggest thing for me is some of the friends I've made. I've hopefully made some lifelong friends. Yeah. And it's great.
1: Well, it also must be very humbling in the same sense, still in that same vein of, in air quotes, failure of, if you had succeeded, you would have potentially looked at yourself where, oh, I'm I'm as good as these people. And I'm not I'm not saying you're not mm. as good of a person. You know, I'm not trying to, because I don't like to no, say- No, that some people, no, I
2: think if personality, I'll keep to the personality. Yeah, yeah. But I was as good as them. Yeah, just like- <laughs> just yeah, not mountain yeah, climbing.
1: Exactly. But then- because you c- clearly didn't, and you've really, you are now literally looking <laughs> looking up to them literally and metaphorically, because it's the top of the mountain. And you're now like, that's some, that's almost a goal. That's something to strive for. They're mm. inspiring me, not just because they're inspirational people, but because I walked a mile in their shoes and I couldn't do it. Yeah. And so I think it's incredible. And the amount of things I'm sure that at the end of, you know, in five years' time, I'm sure you'll be looking back and being that. Failure was one of the best things that's ever
2: happened to me. Yeah, I think so.
1: And I mean, I, I this see is a few months, and this only a few months ago, wasn't it? This is yeah, was, I mean, was it yeah. October that you. It,
2: it feels like honestly, like I think with obviously COVID, like Christmas even feels like months and months ago. It does
1: feel like that to me
2: as well. And, yeah. I mean, what was it? Two 15, weeks 15, ago? Fifteen days, just over two weeks ago. Yeah, mental. Right, well, a few Saturdays ago. It was Christmas. Oh, God, and that, that feels Saturdays like that ago, was. That is. <laughs> yeah, it's a few Saturdays. It was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I feel like that was months and months ago. Yeah. And so Kilimanjaro feels like a year away, like mm. a year ago.
0: Yeah, of course.
2: And, but yeah, no, I feel like definitely that I learned a lot of lessons that I feel humbled by it. And it's definitely, like I said, it's knocked me down so many pegs that I needed to be knocked down for mm. different reasons, but. And it's making me try and, so something that I'm trying to, like my word of the year for 2022 is Kaizen. Right. So the Japanese art of self-discipline, which is small, tiny movements mm. equate to the biggest changes. So, mm. um, like this year I'm starting, so uh, this Saturday I'm doing couch to 5k. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting that, but with my mud apes group. So I will run as much as I can cause I'm not a runner. Yeah. I hate running, I detest it, yeah, but either. I want to be better at it because it's part of what I want to do. And I think I will flip the switch. Like Christina again, who I mentioned, she hated running for two years. She's now a world champion trail runner and ultra runner. Yeah. That's her job. Is She's- the ultra marathon, is that like the 200? An ultra, I think uh, anything that's classed as an ultra is anything over... I want to say forty or fifty.
1: Yeah, because I think a standard says so half marathon's about thirteen miles. A uh, full marathon's like twenty six point something miles. Mm.
2: Twenty six point two, and then yeah, uh, ultra running's anything that's I'm sure it's anything forty miles plus. Yeah, yeah. And she's a but she went from being a boxer. She was a teacher. She started doing runs, so she done she done a run through the Amazon Basin. Yeah. She then did a run in Antarctica and she won a World Series wow. doing this. Yeah. And I just said to her, like, like you've always loved running then because doing boxing, she went, I hated running. Mm. She said, I'd avoid it. She said, and I said, well, how long did it take you? Thinking, oh, maybe she did couch to 5K. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> but, um, and she went, two years. And you think, imagine doing something you hated for two years, not like a something you had to do, like a job yeah, or yeah speak to a family member something like <laughs> uh, like like my girlfriend probably has with me <laughs> like uh but like that um imagine like if i said to you right uh do the dishes you're gonna eat yeah do the dishes for two years and you're like i've got a dishwasher i'm like no force yourself to do you're like why and i said just stick at it a couple of years you'll learn to love it but then just think of doing something you hated for two years so she's done something she hated for two years it's now her job. She runs Crick's Run. Crick's she runs – she's constantly running events. She's constantly running. I mean, she goes out like – you look at her Instagram story. It's like, oh, I've done a 20K run. Like, for me, that's like, Jesus, I'd rather stick pins in my eye. You know, like, just mm, the, the oh, thought yeah. of running that distance. It'd like, geez. But she loves it. And yeah. it's like – and I think – Oh, So that's one of my small adjustments is couch to 5K. It's a tiny thing. It's three times a week. Take me half an hour. So it's 90 minutes out my week.
1: Megan did that last year, actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. It'll be a good thing for me. Um, I was learning to play the saxophone before I went. I need to get back on that. And that's a half an hour lesson I'm going to do every other week. Small yeah. adjustment to make a... And then... Because uh, I didn't... I, I went in the gym for the first time at work. My police job, we've got a fairly decent gym. I went in there for the first time on Monday and I haven't done anything since I got back from Kilimanjaro because I got back, was in an isolation hotel. We had a crappy car park to train and the guy that I was sharing a room with, Dan, um, poor guy having to share a room with me. When I completed Netflix, I was so bored. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) Uh, I went to train in the car park and it was, my knees were killing. I was just doing skipping. I got sent a skipping rope by um, my coach, Kathy from Muscle Ape. She sent me a little care package and I got some elastics and I thought, right, I'll take them down to the car park and I started skipping. My knees were killing me. The downhill, like walk, toasted my kneecaps. So they're actually in a lot more pain than when I went out Mm. and still in pain now to not as much, but I couldn't even skip something as simple as just bouncing up and down spot, and it felt like daggers being pushed in my knee. Mm. So I did. I thought, well, I'm not going to run until they're better, and then I sort of had this like the lurgy. I was like, it. well, I had, and I've got uh, diverticulitis, so I will get problems with my stomach. Mm. I had that for like a month. That's still a little bit ongoing, but it's all it's all starting. a The fog's clearing now. I've got to stop using crap excuses as a crutch for why oh my stomach you know oh my knees i can't do it like if you just do that forever you're just such a waste so i'm thinking yeah. right just get on with it uh little sip of concrete a little teaspoon of concrete and harden the fuck up like, <laughs> get on with it you know like, and it, just i need to just get on with it now yeah so um so this year's kaizen it's little tiny adjustments to my life to make the big change yeah and hopefully by the end of this year it'll, and then next year more tiny adjustments to pull it all together like I said to go and fight the final boss which is <laughs> Kilimanjaro but um, yeah that's I really want to make those changes and eventually that being the end goal
1: yeah and I'm sure you'll smash it I mean linking still with the, the final boss analogy I was just thinking like uh, in a game it's, it's pretty much the same sort of analogy but I was just thinking like sometimes you'll have an objective in a game and it's like Go pick up this artifact. Side quest. Cool. Yeah. What's it? was weird thing is like, is the, the main mission there? Quotes is like, oh, go pick up this golden monkey or something. And so I'm thinking about Indiana Jones sort of stuff. But still, I like, go pick up this gold monkey, and you can see it in the distance. You're like, oh, I'll go do that. And then you go reach for it, and then you fall down a hole or something. And then you're like, okay, and then another little thing. Get out of the hole. Okay, do another thing. Then another thing. And then after about five minutes of playing, you realize, oh no, that gold monkey thing. That's the last thing I have to do and yeah, to yeah, get yeah. there. I thought it was just. Go there, do it, done. Yeah. But it's not. There's these hidden quests inside of it. And I yeah. think that with you, what's cool is that because you're also reevaluating your own fitness levels as well, and hopefully you've... See, I would assume that you'd know by now if you did, you haven't done any long-lasting damage to yourself. Hopefully now it's like you could... This, this in air quotes once again, I don't like using this term, but it works in this, the failure, in air quotes, this might actually elongate your life, A lot, because if you were thinking Mm. like, like cardio is very good, because obviously you know all about this sort of stuff as well, but cardio is, you know, really good uh, for keeping yourself alive and keeping yourself going and things. I'm thinking if you had succeeded at this thing and you'd have absolutely, even if you'd smashed it, you'd have gone completely, mate, done. I don't need to change anything about my fitness regime. And then you could have got to, you know, your mid fifties or something. And then your body could have started falling apart. But now, because you've had that experience gone, as you said earlier, you're not bulletproof. You can't do everything. You're going to make these little changes and that that will improve your overall fitness in a less uh, linear way, in a much more several aspects way, which will probably yeah. in the long term make you actually live longer. But you, a lot of people, even people who are fit and things, may not even recognize that until some, it's too late in some ways. I mean,
2: look, I mean we've all, we all know that person that you bump into from school not much has changed. Like, yeah. Oh wait, like, live. like and again, not I'm not saying it's a bad thing to live in the area you grew up in, no, of course. Um I'm not saying it's a bad thing that they're doing a job they've been doing since they've 16. It's yeah. not a bad thing, but like there's almost like if, if you're just a carbon copy of your mum and dad, like I think
1: are you living or are you just breathing?
2: Yeah, you you're just you're just existing. Exactly like you, you're literally like worker bee yeah and you'll be replaced at any point but like I think it's just nice that you can just change little aspects of yourself for the better and like I said it's um for me it's just improving different little aspects of my life like I want to I'm looking to become a Wim Hof breathing instructor
1: I saw Wim Hof today that's yeah. amazing yeah he's okay so I'm
2: I've just so uh, another little change uh, that the black friday sale and i thought right get it yeah so i've bought the wim hof fundamentals course which mm. you have to do to then go on to do the main instructor course Yeah. that's some i'm gonna i'm focused that's what i'm gonna do and that's that's specific breathing exercises
1: because that's this whole yeah. thing i assume yeah
2: yeah and it's uh cold exposure and these are all things i'm interested in because like, i'll go sea swimming
1: oh, i, I went seen the other day that. so
2: just to jump in and I, I mean i've only been going in i hadn't been sea swimming since before Kilimanjaro, and the water was—I mean, it was beach weather. Like, yeah. there's no like, oh my god, I've just jumped in the sea. It's like, yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> That's why, because it's really sunny outside and the water's lovely. I went from that, and then I went in. Must have been about a week ago, and it was horrendous. Boxing mm. Day I went in. Like i think i saw ago. you
1: i think i saw your instagram post and i was like better you than me mate
2: <laughs> oh, and it was and I, I want i was like oh christ yeah. like, it was freezing then i went in last week and i want wanted that to become regular but that's all to do with the cold exposure and the breathing exercises where you can just become resistant to cold essentially yeah but also as a lot of other aspects of helping you like De stressing you. I think it really is like cold shock proteins and things like that, which is Ooh. just
1: something I've repeated from hearing Rogan talk about it, to be honest. Yeah, no,
2: to have that, um even having a, so they say that with cold exposure, should be two to three minutes. So with the Wim Hof stuff, it's like just run a cold, just be in a warm shower and then turn it to cold for 10 seconds mm. if you can. Yeah. And it's that, again, little adjustments make for the bigger thing. So eventually you're having a three minute freezing cold shower. Yeah. And then eventually doing that forces your body to boost your immune, like so you fight disease better because you're daily shocking your body into just becoming a better vessel for yourself. And it's, yeah, I just can't wait to do that. So again, a little thing. There's little things that I want to, I'm adding on to my, massage just a few different qualifications like chiropractic adjustment course and hot stone mat and just all these little things that just make what i've got better but yeah. it's, again it's small adjustments so um, i haven't said what right, i'm going to do a uh do a physiotherapy degree like more than likely again don't don't want to say i can't do anything but that is that would not fit in with my life with yeah. how busy i am you'll be realistic yeah okay so and again it's if um, like um people are thinking of doing a 5K run, don't set yourself the goal that you've got to do at the end of January. If you think about the Kaizen principle and you go, right, by next Christmas, I will do a 5K run. That'll be my regular thing three times a week. How do you get there? Well, if you do couch to 5K, you can do that. If you say, right, I want to lose on, like, might be a woman ago, I want to drop a dress size. The guy might go, right, I've got a bit of a dad bod. I've got a podgy old, I've got a beer belly, but i look like a frog that's being held up by the back of its neck. I'm all spindly everywhere else apart from this big beer belly. So you can't, it's unrealistic to go, right, I'm going to drop five stone by March. It's like, that's never going to happen. But if you say, right, I want to lose 10 kilos by the end of the year, that's really doable because yeah. you can do that in small increments and it will be really slight adjustments like if you just said to someone, right, I'm going to take 50 calories off you every week yeah, because you're you're consuming like 4,000, but you really need to be doing like 2,800. If you just took 50 calories off someone a week, that gradual change, and you're not going to miss 50 calories, not really. No. You would if you did it, if you said, right, I'm going to take 500 calories off you straight away or 1,000 calories. And there's some people that do really stupid, dramatic, oh. restrictive calorie diets and like to that of a toddler. Yeah. And yeah, you will see results, but you're going to get headaches. You're going to be miserable. Yeah, it's not good for you. You're going to be horrible to be around because you're going to be <laughs> yeah. angry all the time. But if you took that 50 calories and just did that, and I think I'm trying to do that for myself now. So I'm mm. trying to, little adjustments to my life. And I don't think I'd have made those if I'd have got to the top of that mountain by the skin of my teeth. And yeah, I really think I'd have been like, well, I've done it.
1: Yeah. Completed, it, mate.
2: And I'd have yeah completed it, mate. And it's um, mountain, yeah, completed it, mate. Um, and I think if you do that, then so for me, I needed that knocking down.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, I'm so and again, <laughs> it's a very expensive lesson to learn it's cutting <laughs> because I don't have that. And it's but I, again, I I think yeah I would have had a different attitude altogether, and I don't think it would have been a better one.
1: Yeah.
2: I think I've got the better one from the failure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's- but there's no crutch. And the thing is, all my kidney's out and all, you know, that I didn't prepare enough for that mountain. I paid the price. Yeah. But I've learned my lesson. And if you have a crutch in your life where, oh, well, I wasn't encouraged enough by, well, no, you're responsible for your motivation. And people can, I've got loads of motivational people around me. I've got people telling me, come on, do this. And I'm like, yeah. But if you don't, if you're the one that's failing to engage, then that's on you. Hmm. And if you don't climb a mountain because you didn't push yourself to do more, that's on you. So all of it's on me. There's no one to blame. There's no other factors. It was all me. My kidneys would have probably been better prepared if I'd have hydrated more yeah. in the run up to going, in, like if I'd have drunk more water or, you know. Um, Yeah.
1: And, that, and that's inspirational in its own way. It truly is inspirational. And I think that people who interact with you going forward will see that. You know, there's no better teacher than failure. You know, mm. they're always hard lessons to learn. Yeah. But it is always the best way forward, you know. And it's a small anecdote for me is when I was in college, I did a little YouTube thing. It's kind of how I started in the media creating realm. I had a YouTube show, a mate of mine, uh, and then I made music videos and stuff. And we were talking, i oh, wouldn't it be cool if we, you know, if we did YouTube and we got really famous or something like that? Wouldn't that be amazing? And I'm thinking, first of all, when I was like in college, I was 16, 17, I was a massive dig. So mm. I wasn't, not a dig like horrible to people, but I was just an arrogant twat. I needed to be pulled down a few pegs, you know, and um, fortunately, life did that to me <laughs> several times. um But if I'd have got famous, I'm not famous now, but if I'd have got what I wanted then, if I'd have got famous at the age of 17 or 18 from YouTube, I'd be a fucking asshole now. And I wouldn't mm. have started the podcast because I'd be like, oh, it's the YouTube stuff. People just want me, 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 me. And mm. I'd have probably become even more of an egotistical dick than I was then. Yeah. And it would have been the worst thing for me. It's what I wanted, but it would have been yeah. the worst thing for me. And because of me being like, I still want to create content. I still want to talk to people. I still want to do something. I did the podcast. And because mm. of things like that, I've spoken to people like yourself. And I've spoken to loads of other people who have either add benefit to my life in certain ways or who have inspired me in other ways. And I think that, yeah, it's just, you don't, you shouldn't always get what you want. And unfortunately, it's not always an easy lesson to learn. It's not always a nice thing to go through. Most of the time, it's really shit while it happens. But when someone is introspective and especially when someone is as driven as yourself, you're going to turn this around. You're going to fucking smash it. And then, yeah, five less years you're going to be living an even better life than you were and mm. it can all be down yeah. to this anchor point and it's you know i appreciate you sharing the story of your your failure with us because it, it's something that people you know it's all well and good speaking to people who succeed at everything and stuff but some people do get disheartened by that and some people are like well, well they succeed at everything you know, oh, jared yeah of course he climbed Kilimanjaro of no effort he's he's you know he's a a police officer well it's more complicated than that but in, yeah. in terms, and also he's got muscle ape and he's got his float lab and he's got all these other things of course he could do it but then people go oh with someone like gerald speed couldn't do it because he wasn't prepared and he's open about that then if i'm gonna attempt something like that i know that i need to really try myself i couldn't just skate through it so i think this is going to be inspiring for yourself but also like your kids and things it's it's a good thing to be like Look, guys i wanted to do this for you i did but I I didn't prepare enough. That's 100% on me. I take responsibility for this. And I think that is a very admirable thing to do and to admit to people. So I do want to thank you for being so open about speaking to me and the audience about this thing because I think more people need to know that failure is not uh, permanent. You know, it's failure, you can let it be. You can fail at something and give up everything and then that's the real failure is when you give up. Yeah. But it's like, you know... Tech 9 says this a lot. It doesn't matter how many times you fall down. It matters how many times you get back up. Okay? Mm. Everyone gets knocked down at some point. But it's the trying to get back up. That's like... That's what Spider-Man's famous for. That's what Captain America's famous for. All our favorite superheroes, they don't just, you know, scave through everything and win every battle necessarily. They lose some, and then they learn and get better, and then win them. So mm. I think that... You know, obviously at the time, if I told you this, uh, uh, you know, base camp, Mount Kilimanjaro, you'd have probably punch me in the face. <laughs> but not literally, no, no, I wasn't going to person. Um, you know what I mean? Like this sort of lesson.
2: I think the only people I interacted with are people that had done it or they knew people that had done it. Yes. Or, and and I mean, I, th- I think, I, I remember this quite distinctly. There's a sergeant I worked with, real nice guy, quite laid back. He went, mate, that's what they call it, every man's Everest. I thought... I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, and in my head, I thought, "Don't really need to." I'm doing enough training as yeah, it is. It's every man's Everest, and in yeah. that, and you, talking myself into an easy game, instead of going no, sit like instead of tackling it and being over prepared, like you should be for anything. Yep. It's, I, I just went into it going, "Yeah, piece of piss." Every man's Everest. Yeah, and you start saying that mantra. Oh, well, I can just take my foot off the pedal now. Yeah, and it's almost like. I, I had all these like because obviously it got cancelled the first year yeah because of COVID and then they were like no it's going ahead next year regardless yeah happening okay I can do this like I think it really knocked the wind out of myself and again it's not a crutch like oh you know it's their fault for not running it when they when they should have run it like a little baby <laughs> like, oh should have run it but <laughs> if oh, I think if it would have ran that first year I'd have been better prepared because mm. I was in a place where I was like, right, I've got to train for this but I think even like so Dan, this this guy shared a t- we shared a flight over, we shared a room at the lodge, we shared a tent all the way up. Um, he had to put up more snoring, I had to put up with his smelly feet and his farting but... <laughs> it fair trade-off but um (laughs) we then shared a lodge on when we got back down from the mountain we then shared a plane back we then shared a hotel room for 11 days like pretty much lived with each other so this guy's put on me 23 days now me and him were chatting with a group of us and we didn't even think it was going to happen we thought there's going to be some lockdown there's going to be some travel restrictions there's going to be something Mm. Where they just say it's not happening again, or or we'll postpone it another year, or and it was only when we got to the lodge we turned around and went, oh, this is actually happening. Yeah, and I think again, not to use it as a crutch because it was on me to prepare, but there was part of me that thought it wasn't going to happen. So why bother? Again, these stupid games you play with your head, whereas really, well, what's I, I could walk and actually enjoy. Just being fit and ready to go up a mountain could be any mountain, (laughs) Kilimanjaro. But why didn't I do that? And again, that negative self talk that you let your mind become lazy and accustomed to and accept, where you accept laziness in your life and say, Yeah, well, it might not happen. And no, I should have been preparing even harder because, you know, what if (laughs) for whatever reason, imagine someone saying oh look you've won a free trip to another mountain and you go oh well I can so I think now I'd like to be in a position where I could get a week's notice and I could go yeah I can go yeah and nothing will hold me back because my fitness won't be an issue my weight won't be an issue my health won't be an issue nothing yeah and I think having that preparedness to be ready to do anything I think that is is a probably a better way to describe it. I just want everything to be better in my life, that I can be better equipped to... I should be always ready in my life to climb a Kilimanjaro.
1: Perfect. I mean, that's an absolutely excellent way to end it because we've been chatting for... Well, an hour and 40 minutes thereabouts. So. Really? Yeah, sorry. Unfortunately, the clock behind me doesn't work, which I probably should have put batteries in so I've, I've stolen your time. You thought you've only been here for 10 minutes. Um, we'll, we'll let, obviously, we'll wrap up now. Um, but thanks once again for coming, coming into my flat and chatting with me and stuff. It's always delightful and inspirational talking to you. So if you want to, I'll include links in the description and stuff, but just tell people one more time uh, where they can find you and stuff and all the things you're involved with. And we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up.
2: Yep, so MuscleApe, www.muscleape.co.uk. So that's boot camps, that's personal one-on-one training in MMA, strength and conditioning, generally lifting stuff, li- lifting heavy stuff and punching shit, basically. <laughs> um, sports massage as well. So, you know, if I break you in a session, I'll fix you, and then I'll throw <laughs> you straight back in to get through. <laughs> Great cycle. Uh, so that's that. That's on Instagram, Facebook. LimitlessFloat is limitlessfloat.com. Instagram, Facebook, and that is the other end of the scale. That is dropping all the stress out of your life, floating in water, in Epsom salt and just completely chilling out. It's fantastic, which is, again, part of my Kaizen. I'm going to be doing that every other week now. Oh man,
1: that's going to be lush. Mm. It's uh, yeah, it's an incredible experience doing float labs. And me and uh, float tanks. Me and Megan are going to definitely be doing more this year. And yours is the only one for us. So we brilliant. Definitely will not be. Uh, yeah, no, thank in you.
2: It's been good, good chat. Yeah, you always lose times. Good.
1: I know. Yeah, Unfortunately, um, you have to get up at like ridiculous o'clock in the morning, yeah. or we could have could have chatted even more. So I'll stop it right here. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. I really hope you enjoyed my second conversation with Jared Speed. Obviously, if you haven't already tuned in to episode 104 of Genuine Chit Chat, which was like a year or so ago, uh, that was when Jared came on my podcast for the first time. And that's when we spoke about his flotation tanks at Limitless Float. You know, where you lay in salt water in a pod and you float and you just have like a sensory deprivation tank sort of experience. Really, really good. I've done it a couple times. It feels great on your muscles and it's just really good for your mind and things. But um, we have a whole conversation about that. That and weight loss and fitness and what it's like running his own businesses and things so if you want even more information on jared speed and you haven't already gone back and listened to that i really really recommend checking that out and then obviously following jared on social media so what have we got coming up then well i have got a two-parter recorded with friend of the show chris brayton of the i like to like things podcast he came on my show in i think it's october-ish sort of time in 2021 and we just had a really really fun conversation about his podcast and about like nerdy things as well Uh, me and him talk like most days about all kinds of different stuff and he's had an absolutely incredible weight loss journey he's lost over 200 pounds and it was just so inspiring speaking to him so after speaking with jared about his adventure you know climbing up a mountain and things i think the next episode talking about weight loss and mindset and things is a really good continuation the two podcasts really benefit from each other so you know make sure you subscribe and uh, check that one out that's coming out and as i said that will be a two-parter so you know patreon plug once again uh, when part one drops on this feed obviously you guys will hear it as part one but the full unsplit conversation will drop on patreon and then when part two drops on this feed Patreons will get an extra bonus uh, after thoughts episode that me and Megan do reviewing movies or tv series or stuff like that we've got a few under our belt which we're going to talk about soon as well so um yeah that's a little plug there um going forward what else have we got so I've got a couple of authors coming on the show there's Ideally, I think three of them. Two have confirmed. One I'm still waiting on. Uh, one of them, it's a fiction book based on real life. One of them is a graphic novel, and the other one is a nonfiction book. Uh, so we'll see about how they all go. One of them's already booked in. Uh, I've got Brad Sugar's returning, sort of the tail end of February, uh, to talk about his newest book. And he's like a very successful entrepreneur. He came on my show, when I want to say like two years ago. Uh, so he'll be on for about an hour or so, I think, talking about that. Uh, I've got some other podcasters lined up I want to chat with. There's a comic book artist I want to chat with uh, there's someone I'm in talks with at the moment who is a writer for certain video games so that's going to be very exciting to speak with them so I've got a lot of cool things in the pipeline of this year uh, I've also reached out to a couple of artists that I like who musical artists you know people who release music and um, so I'm hoping to have a few more of those on the show including one who's going to be a returning guest this year so um, you know loads of people that are very exciting to speak to you know just expanding my passions and things and trying to get you guys the best conversations possible while also having conversations that I I I really, really want to have. There's also a few things you guys could do to help out the show, aside from contributing financially on Patreon. One of them would be subscribing to my YouTube channel, so even if you don't use YouTube that much, or if you use YouTube loads, uh, please go over The link is in the description, but if you type in genuine chit chat into YouTube, it should be one of the first things that comes up. I'm trying to get to 100 subscribers, so I can change my channel link. Obviously, like less than 1% of you basically listen on YouTube, so I understand why there's some trepidation towards doing that, Uh, but it would really help me out. And also, on YouTube, there's certain video elements that I put on there so some of the conversations that I have with people do have video to them uh, the conversation I'm having of Chris next week that's going to have video to it but what I generally do is I'll release the video version when the second part drops on YouTube uh, just because video editing facilities on my current laptop are not great I used to do a lot of video editing, music video making, I used to have a YouTube show and stuff so I know how to do all that sort of stuff uh, I, so my laptop isn't strong enough to do that, maybe in the future when I have enough money to invest in a proper computer I'll be able to do a bit more video editing and stuff um, but yeah you can Go over there and check out video versions of a lot of the conversations I've had. Also, all of my episodes of Wars Comics and Canon are on YouTube as well. They're in playlists too. So you can go and just listen to like every episode about Darth Vader or every episode about Doctor Aphra or everything that's based in the High Republic. You know, all kinds of different elements and things that... I release on the feed of Comics in Motion if you want to listen to it on a podcast player like on Spotify or wherever else but if you want to listen on YouTube just check it out there because as I said Star Wars episodes, all the Genuine Chit Chat episodes, some have got video as well as well as a few other bonus things like the occasional Comics in Motion other thing I do and if you're a fan of the Book of Boba Fett show or even if you're not a fan of the Book of Boba Fett show but you are still watching it uh, then I'm doing a weekly Book of Boba Fett discussion show uh, on the feed of Comics in Motion that I am also releasing on my YouTube channel. Uh, once again some of those are video some don't, just because certain guests don't want to have videos of themselves online, which is perfectly okay because, you know, depending on certain people's jobs, it can kind of affect whether or not they want a visual public persona on there and things. But we have, like, open discussions. I speak with loads of different people about that. I'm trying to have, like, a different group of people relatively each episode, or at least at least one new person each episode, so it's a nice variety of opinions and perspectives on how the book of boba fett is going as each episode kind of gets released so if you want to hear about that and hear my views because i'm the host for each one as well as a huge amount of other people giving their opinions on the book of boba fett some really interesting perspectives i haven't necessarily thought of before having these conversations then yeah check that out as i said on the feed of comics in motion which will be wherever you're listening to this or on my youtube channel Now, if you've already subscribed on YouTube and you want to help out the show, but you don't want to do it financially, which is understandable, if you're on Spotify, you can give it a rating out of five stars. Obviously, I would really appreciate a five-star rating because that's what I think my show is worth, but I would welcome any open and honest ratings on Spotify. As I said, you don't even need to write anything. It's literally just press like three taps on your phone or on the computer and that'll be done. Uh, On other places, you can give actual more full-on reviews. So you can do it obviously on Apple Podcasts. You can do it on Good Pods. You can do it on Podcast Addict. You can do it on quite a lot of different podcast players or podcast captures, you can do it on quite a few different podcast players and podcast catchers or podcatchers, whatever you want to call it. And it would just mean a lot to me if you could do that, if possible, because it does help the show. out. It gets a little bit more exposure and it makes people who look at the show more willing to listen and whatnot. Uh, obviously, in addition to that, you can share on social media. Uh, you can I'm on all the social media places, so you're welcome to tag me if desired. Or you don't have to tag me at all. If you don't want the attention, you can just share to people you know, or you can just tell your friends about it. Send them shows, you know. I've got such a big back catalogue that if you've got friends who are more into outdoor stuff, you can send them this conversation with Jared Speed. You can go into the playlist that I've got on YouTube, which is World and Exploration, and check out some of the other conversations I've had to do with similar veins. If you have friends who are just into science stuff, I've got a science playlist. Like, There's loads of different ways that you can share and support the show that you don't have to contribute financially. Obviously, supporting on Patreon is my favourite way for you guys to do that, and also you get loads of hours of additional content, but I appreciate not everyone is in the position who wants to do that, or not everyone values my show enough to give money to, which I also completely understand um but yeah, I just want to flag all those things to you guys. Obviously, I know some of you guys have been doing that. I've seen my subscribers on YouTube have been going up a little bit by some people. So I know some of you are taking note of me requesting that. And I do hugely appreciate that. And obviously, I really, I really appreciate anyone who does listen on Patreon. But none of my Patreon supporters are probably listening to this episode because they obviously had access to part two of this chat a week ago. But um, yeah, just thank you so much for listening. As always, guys, please give Jared Speed all the love on social media. Please help out the show where you can in any facet that you could. Uh, it genuinely means the absolute world to me. And Obviously, just thank you for listening because uh, I wouldn't be doing this if you guys weren't all listening. I would just be a weirdo chatting to myself in my office. So, um yeah, exciting stuff to come. Really appreciate you guys listening. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back next week with part one of my chat with Chris Brayton.
0: You have just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars comics and canon found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.